It's time now for The Road with Pastor Teacher Steve Holt. Somebody's going to disciple your kids. It's either going to be you working in cooperation with us, or it's going to be the world and the culture. Let me just say, the world and the culture will disciple your kids anyway. And in some cases, you know, if the kids are in public school or even private school, they've got them for about eight hours. We get them here at the road for about 45 minutes or an hour. And that's about it. So part of our job is discipling you to disciple your kids. Welcome to another edition of The Road with Pastor Teacher Steve Holt. Steve is the head pastor of The Road in Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's our vision to make wholehearted disciples of Jesus Christ and to see you grow in the grace and knowledge of His love. If you're in the area, we welcome you to come out and join us for our Saturday night service beginning at 6 p.m. We meet at Chapel Hills Church located at 2025 Parliament Drive, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80920. On this edition of The Road, we'll be taking a break from our study on spiritual warfare. Pastor Steve will be continuing that series next time. This special message is from our ministry launch service. You'll be hearing Pastor Steve share a message about the vision of the road. In addition, you'll hear other leaders in the church sharing about the various ministries going on throughout our campus. So here now to begin today's special edition of this program is Pastor Teacher Steve Holt. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22. This passage is a seminal foundational passage for the local church. So rarely is it taught, so rarely is it emphasized, and yet God, Spirit of God, speaking through Paul, as he wrote to a struggling but a battle-hardened church in Ephesus where church had been established. When you read the book of Acts, you read about the establishment of Ephesians. It was, it was a noteworthy church. And he's explaining to them what the church is built on. And tonight, as we talk about the road... There's no better passage in scripture than Ephesians chapter 2, 19 through 22 to express and explain why we are here. Verse 19, now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So first of all, church, we're a part of the whole body of Christ, the church Catholic, and I mean that in a in a capital C, the whole ecumenical church. We're a part of believers in Papua New Guinea. We're a part of believers in Malaysia. We're a part of believers in China. We're a part of those struggling secret believers in Muslim countries where they're persecuted. We're a part of this big, big family. You go to any country, anywhere in the world, and if you needed a place to say, you could probably find believers that would open up their home and take care of you. We are now no longer strangers and foreigners. We're a part of this massive family. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. 
having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, the Old and the New Testament, that the prophets wrote the Old and the apostles wrote the New. We have the Word of God. We have built the church of Jesus Christ around the world. And I'm talking about the the evangelical church. I'm talking about the Bible-believing, spirit-filled church on the apostles and prophets as a foundation. But the cornerstone is Jesus Christ himself. In whom, so through him, the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy Temple in the Lord. Holy temple. You would think there must be a misprint here with all of the scandals and all of the the shame and all of the sin that has characterized especially the American church over the last 20 years. But it's supposed to be a holy temple in the Lord. In whom... You also, you also, you individually are being built together, together, not as an individual fiat of maverick Christianity, but being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The Spirit of God is here, men and women. The Spirit of God is in the Episcopal Church down the road. The Spirit of God is in Baptist churches all over our city. The Spirit of God is in independent, charismatic churches all over. You say, well, I mean, that's a dead church. There's no dead church. There's always someone there. I believe this. I really believe this. I believe that the dwelling place of God is in any believer who's trusted in Christ. It may not be all there yet. But I believe every church, in some sense, is a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Be careful with being judgmental. Be careful of judging others. Who are we to judge? We walk and we look at our own lives. And I look in the mirror every day and sometimes it doesn't look real good. But when we look at Christ and we see Christ, it looks beautiful. It's beautiful in Christ because the Spirit of God is there. The road is a training center. We don't have the greatest worship. We don't have the greatest teaching. We don't have the coolest building. We don't even have a building. We're borrowing this building. We don't have the coolest anything. You definitely don't have the coolest pastor. But what we have is that we have Jesus Christ as our chief cornerstone. We are building on the word of God, the scriptures. And we are a training center. We are an equipping center. We are here to build the saints up in Christ. So what we say is building wholehearted disciples of Jesus. Most of us, because of our background, because of our struggles, because of the, of the earthly fathers and mothers that we had that came from Adam and Eve, we have all been wounded, we've all been shamed, we've all struggled, we all battle with being half-hearted. So God wants us to build at this church, at this time, and at this place, wholehearted disciples of Jesus built on listen the chief cornerstone is Jesus Christ Jesus is the maker of heaven and earth 
By him all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. He is the Son of God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He is before all things, and in him all things consist. Jesus is fully God and fully man. All the fullness of God dwells in him. All the fullness of humanity dwells in him. Jesus is a servant. Jesus is the good shepherd. He's the prince of peace. Jesus is the wonderful counselor. He's the lion of Judah. That's what we're building this church on. Jesus has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his love. Jesus is a dragon slayer. He is a sinless savior. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. In Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of all of our sins, men and women, past, present, and future. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is your friend. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Jesus is the great high priest who stands before the Father and prays for each one of us. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to God, the Father, but through him. His grace is unending. His forgiveness is limitless. His love is glorious. His love is marvelous. His love is generous. His love is matchless. His love is priceless. We also believe that Jesus is coming back. He first came as a humble servant and he's coming again as the Lord of the universe riding on a white horse with a tattoo and with a sword coming out of his mouth and probably a sword in his hand to judge the nations and the living and the dead. Jesus is our chief cornerstone. That's why we're here. So it's Jesus who said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So we believe that that means that he wants to build disciples. That he wants us to build wholehearted disciples. This church was planted to build wholehearted disciples. So everything you're going to hear about tonight is about building wholehearted disciples of Jesus. Jesus is the one who said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. Amen. And so Christ has called us to build disciples here in Colorado Springs, but to other nations. And so increasingly, we're adding missionaries to the work that we do. Right now, I believe we have about seven missionaries that we are vitally supporting. Because we want to be a church that's a part of worldwide missions. Not just what we do here, but what we take around the world. In in India, and in Japan, and in Uganda, in Africa, in Ohio. In uh, places around the globe where we are seeing discipleship happen, we want to be behind. So we are building, listen, a dwelling place of wholehearted disciples of Jesus. And we believe that this church should be multi-generational. So look around. You got old, you got young, 
you got all kinds here. We even have some guys from the Air Force Academy that decided to wear their fatigues here, to wear their camo. And I told them to wear that, and they wore that. That was awesome. So from, from the cradle to the grave, we believe in building wholehearted disciples of Jesus. Now, are we doing it well yet? No. We're just figuring it out. This past year, we started D groups. Some of them were fantastic. Some of them weren't. We started C groups. Now, I think all the C groups were awesome because Jay and Jan were behind that. But, but we started, all the ministries you're going to hear about are very, very new. Um, and we're in the embryonic stages of developing wholehearted disciples in each of these areas. And we believe children matter to God. The school system believes children matter to man. Somebody's going to disciple your kids. It's either going to be you working in cooperation with us, or it's going to be the world and the culture. Let me just say, the world and the culture will disciple your kids anyway. And in some cases, you know, if the kids are in public school or even private school, they've got them for about eight hours. We get them here at the road for about 45 minutes or an hour. And that's about it. So part of our job is discipling you to disciple your kids. So Liz, my wife, is probably going to explain this in a moment when she comes up. But that's why she put this together. That's the vision with her team of the Fig Tree Journal is we want to start regularly putting out articles from folks within the road and maybe even outside the road who are experts in certain areas to write about how to parent and about your marriage and about a vision for your life because some of us just don't know how to do it, right? I mean, we, some of us come out of some really, you know, tough backgrounds and we didn't have any modeling. We didn't have parents that, that did a very good job. So we're clueless on how to disciple our kids. Well, we want to help you learn how to disciple your children. And so we believe at the point where a kid can kind of start walking, that's where we're going to start. I guess there'll be a point where we have nursery and we can lay hands on them in, in the cradle. But we'll get to that later. But right now, that's where we're at with that, we call it next-gen junior, which is the, the little guys that can walk up to four. That point on, I think we as a leadership at the road feel a huge responsibility that for the, the limited time we have, we are going to give you and your kids the best we have to give to disciple them. So Liz, um, my wife is going to share about Next Gen. There you go, sweetheart. Hello. Good to see you. Thank you so much for letting us serve your kids and come alongside you as you disciple your kids. What happens with us is we've learned a lot more from your kids than probably we've taught them. And the Bible talks about how we're to be childlike. And I know I've learned a ton um, from being the director of Next Gen. Um, I just have a confession to make. Um, at previous churches, I never one day volunteered for children's ministry. And I learned everything as I became the director. That was a little challenging. And, but it's been fun. Um, I could tell you a lot of funny stories, but I won't, 
I won't do that right now. But anyway, has to do with Mr. Potato Head parts flying around. But anyway, so um, what I wanted to say is in our class, um, we do a lot of teaching through games, activities, and demonstrations. So I'm going to give you a little blurb about next-gen children's ministry through the same methods I use with the kids. So bear with me. Okay, I have need four volunteers that I've already picked to come up here. Don't be shy. Yes, I've already chosen you. There you go. So line up, face your audience. We do a lot of demonstrations. Okay, so um, we also do a lot of question asking. We find out from your kids what they think about things. So we're going to ask a couple questions too. Um, the first thing we're going to do is we have two sets of cakes. So Chandler, my assistant, is going to have these all different genders and ages try this cake. So you have to try them. Yes. And you can't take a long time because <laughs> I don't have a long time. Okay. So you're going to try your cake. Okay. While they're eating, go ahead and eat. Um, while they're eating, I want to ask you, does anyone remember the um, campaign that Nancy Reagan had when she was the first lady? Do you remember the name of it? Hmm. Who? Yes. Just say no. Okay, everybody put your mental finger on that phrase, okay? Just say no. Okay, what Nancy Reagan was trying to do was she was trying to change a culture where kids were saying yes to drugs, and she was saying, don't do that, don't do that, okay? And she was trying to create a new culture. All right, did you finish? Okay, everybody swallowed up. Okay, very good. Next, next cake. They're all similar. There's, it's a vanilla cake with some cream on both ends, both situations. So go ahead, eat, yes. I'm going to ask them, if you were to get to have a whole dessert with both of those cakes, which one would you choose, cake number one or cake number two? Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Okay, guys. Cake number one is one of the, our family's favorites, the butter cake at California Pizza Kitchen. Anybody have that before? No? Oh, my goodness. You got to go. <laughs> okay. Um, the second cake, and, and by the way, that is a pound cake with a little cheesecake on top and then a little cream. Was it awesome? It was awesome. The second cake was a Twinkie from Walmart. Okay? So I always give prizes to my contestants. There you go. California Pizza Kitchen, you can afford to buy a whole dessert of butter cake. And if you had chosen the Walmart Twinkie, I have those too, but you didn't. So I had a feeling. Okay, you can sit down. Okay. <laughs> so what our next series is about seeking God. And we want the kids to to experience who God is. And we're gonna be teaching them how to have a little quiet time. 
And our hope is that they will experience the Lord. They will actually taste and see that the Lord is good. And if you noticed, I put the first good cake first. And then I showed the Twinkie. I had the little Twinkie. And there's no comparison. And what I want, what my hope is, is that we train our kids to love the Lord, to taste and see that the Lord is good, so that when the Twinkies of life come their way, they're going to go, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want that. I want to have what I tasted with God. That's our hope. That's our prayer. So pray for us. And um, so we're doing seeking. We have a culture, like Steve said, that wants to also influence our kids. And one day I decided, I want to look up what the NEA is doing with our kids. Now, our kids have gone to all kinds of schools. So, and right now we have... um, couple in public school. So, you know, we're, I want to know what's going on in that public school. I looked up the NEA, and that's a union for teachers from K all the way through the university. It's the most powerful teachers union in the country. It's the biggest one. It's the largest one. And it does influence our schools. Now, we have so many great teachers at our schools, and we are so thankful to God for that. But there are people in high places that don't want to have our kids learn biblical values, and they have a whole set of agendas that are real different. And so I want, when I, when I looked it up, what the NEA was up to, I found this speech from a man who was a strong leader in the NEA, National Educators Association, um, for 41 years. And he got a standing ovation when he said this. It is not because we care about children. It is not because we have a vision of a great public school for every child. The NEA and its affiliates are effective advocates because we have power. And we have power because there are more than 3.2 million people who are willing to pay us hundreds of millions of dollars in dues each year. And then he goes on to say that the most important thing that they are trying to achieve in the NEA is the rights of the educators. And he got a standing ovation from 8,000 delegates. Is that a Twinkie or is that a butter cake? Here's what Jesus says about children. Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are changed and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Other translations say, whoever welcomes this little child welcomes me. There's no Twinkie in that. That is Jesus' love for our kids. And what I want to challenge you today is to think about how instead of saying, Oh, no, I don't think I want to do children's ministry. I want you to say, help me, Lord, to say, just say yes. Just say yes, because there are people that want to influence them for not good things. So I want to change our culture where we are eager to be with the kids, and we want to say yes.
So just say yes. I love that. And Liz and her team put together also the Fig Tree Journal, which is discipling you as parents and being disciplers of your kids. So Ryan Steyer is our associate pastor, and he's starting a new ministry for middle school. Hi, everybody. So, um, yeah, we're pretty excited to launch out this fall with our middle school program. We're calling it Flagship. And this is my partner in crime, Michaela Adams. A lot of you have seen her around. And she's already been working with a lot of uh, your young ladies out there this this summer and this last year and doing a great job choreographing and doing the dance team for NextGen. So, um, and all the great work that NextGen is doing to lay the foundation for our program into flagship. And it's going to be tailored for six six to eighth graders. And our our heart there is, is that um, flagship and kind of how we came up with that that term and what we were talking about is she's already doing a nautical term so I was kind of pigeonholed there a little bit but um, no I'm kidding but uh, she's, uh, she's working with the young ladies and it's called Anchored and so uh, we started thinking about that and, and how that plays into kind of where our hearts are for that next group and how we haven't had anything for this previous year but we wanted to get something going for uh, those guys and gals and that is um, to be flagships in the community as our ambassadors here from the road and as we continue their discipleship, um, which Christ Jesus is the cornerstone uh, behind that. And so the program is going to look like this. We're going to be meeting on Fridays here at Chapel Hills Church. And it will be the first and third Friday of every month. The first Friday will be a D-group style setting where Michaela will be leading out with the ladies. And then I'll be partnering also with Marcus Vigil. And I don't think Marcus is here tonight, but he'll be helping me with the young men. And we'll be going through uh, this fall. We're going to be introducing them to the five aspects of men and the five aspects of women and not getting so much maybe into the, the adult details, but introducing them to the concepts of what that means for them and the importance that we'll continue to build on that in the spring semester. Um, so the third Friday is going to be a fun night purely just for kind of games and interaction with these guys and gals for them to get together, have fun, and truly just be kids. And we're also going to do that here at Chapel Hills. Uh, the time on the family f- or on the fun night is from 6 to 9. And then the D groups on the first Friday will be 7 to 8.30. So uh, we do encourage parents' interaction through all this. Um, you know, we need to be training our kids together and in conjunction with you guys. And so looking for partnerships that way. Um, we do have at the bunker after we get done. And Daniel goes up and shares with Telios. And then um, there's another... Uh, women's ministry uh, message that will be delivered here. But we'll be answering questions at the booth. We'll have these cards for you to take home, our logo on the front, and then on the back we'll have times and dates and then contact information. So uh, we really look forward to being able to work with uh, your young men and women. And then um, as we move towards initiating their feminine heart and initiating the masculine heart through these young folks and moving them up into the ranks as they prepare for high school and what uh, all the challenges that entails. And uh, on that note, I wanted to keep it well within my parameters and I think I've done that. So we're, again, we'll be happy to take um, questions and stuff at our booth and then we'll also have sign-up sheets and we'd like to collect contact information for moms and dads that you wanna bring your kids to. We'd love to see all of our middle school kids out for these deals, for these two nights. So Michaela and I will be out there. Daniel, you're up. Telios.
So we've been doing a lot of uh, work this last summer with building Telios. We had a lot of cool events this last summer, and we're moving now into the fall. Um, that's going to be starting this coming Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. Um, and it's here at the church. Love to have every single young adult there. I call you guys young adults because you guys aren't teenagers. You guys are young adults. Could everyone stand who is within ninth grade and up? All right. So this, guys, this is our next generation of leaders, um, and Telios has been built and going to be continuing to build on these guys and building them up. The word Telios means growing in Christ. Um, it's the process in which a Christian goes. It's a Greek word, um, but it's a process in which Christians grow within Christ, and that's our goal with Telios. If anyone has questions, I'm going to be back in the bunker as well. And I just want you guys to know, especially the young adults, if you guys have come or haven't come, I'd encourage you to, especially if you feel like you really want to become the type of leader that God's calling you to be, uh, as well as training and developing in who you are in terms of a person and the skill sets that God's given you. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Christine Robin. She's going to be talking about women's ministry. Yes, thank you, thank you. Isn't it exciting what's going on with all of these different ministries? I am, I mean, for Next Gen and for the, 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 the flagship and the, the anchored and then Telios, this is exciting. This is really exciting. I mean, how many, how many of us have been in churches and raised in churches and Teaching them about who they are in Christ is teaching them what a young man is and what a young woman is. I mean, this is part of what it is. And then to have that coming up through the ranks and to receive some of these into the women's ministry, I'm, I'm excited about. So we'll be working together on those things. I don't know, did all the ladies get one of these? If you didn't, there'll be some in the back. You know, many of you know me as Robin, and I'm going by Christine now. And I'll explain more of that at our launch on the 17th, um, September 17th. But growing up, I was, I, was a, uh, I was a tomboy. And I literally used to beat boys up on the, the playground in elementary school. That's not something I'm proud of, but it goes to show what God can do in a person's life. <laughs> um, in 1999, I, before that, I never really liked going to women's groups. I never really cared for the drama. I just didn't care for women's groups. Um, until 1999, when I took a Bible course that taught me about my identity and who I was as a woman. It rocked my world. Literally, it rocked my world. It put my feet on the rock of Christ. And it helped me understand who I was. And I love being a woman now. And I love what God's called women to. And I love what God's called men to. I used to see men as kind of thick-headed buffaloes, and they just didn't get it. Now I see that God has an amazing design for men, and I respect and honor that and appreciate how he's created them. Now, both men and women were all imperfect, but God has a beautiful design for us. On July 10th, God called me to go outside, and he began to share some things with me and prepare my heart about this name Shine. And I'll share more about that at the launch as well. And what God is doing, what I believe God is really calling women to be and do. And shine is about what God is wanting to do in and through us. You know, 
Are there any ladies here who would want to be known as sad and depressed? That's just not in your heart, is it? No, it's not in mine either. And God is calling you and me to shine. He's calling us to shine, a radiance about us. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, the glory, it's talking about the glory of Zion. It says, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. And how many of you, how many of you recognize there's more and more darkness that we're dealing with today? And thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, Zion, and his glory appears over you. This is what he's calling us to be, to arise out of our darkness. Why? Why does he want us to arise out of our darkness? So that we can shine his love all around, his kindness, his truth, and grace to others' lives. Does anybody know someone who is dealing with darkness in their life? We all do. He's called us to shine. God has drawn together a beautiful team of ladies in this room and to serve you, to bless you, and for us to work together to be who God's called us to be. I just want to let you know that this will not be the typical women's ministry that many of us have grown up in and been blessed by in the, over the years. It'll be um, organic in nature. When you come to Shine, you will, you will hear testimonies of how God has worked in women's lives. You will experience worship. You'll experience Liz and I will be team teaching, so you don't know if you're going to get Liz or me. <laughs> and there'll be, we'll break up afterwards and have some groups, uh, table groups, where you will have a group together where you can process the verses that we've just talked about to really get it in your heart. It's one thing to hear it, but when you talk about it, it gets in your lives and you get to know the other ladies in the group. You know, it, it will be organic in nature like a, a garden without the conventional things that we know of gardening today with pesticides and herbicides. This is going to be organic in nature from God's word and his truth. We could say it's going to be not genetically modified. So we're just going to take the word and we're going to teach the word. And um, that's, a, that's going to be a, an exciting thing. I've never been part of a ladies group where they just took the word and we processed through the word. It's a place where you can come, women, and be yourselves at whatever stage, your life, stage of life you're in, um, connecting with God and others so that we can be fruitful together and grow together and connect together. Shine is a place to connect individually and corporately with the Lord. When you come, our prayer is, you're being prayed for, our prayer is that you will come and you will not only connect with other women, but most, first and foremost, that you'll connect with the Lord. And that when you come to shine, you're leaving your homes, and I take that as something very important. The time you have in your home is important. It is an investment back into your homes. When you come to shine, it'll be an investment back into your lives and your homes. And the home, think about this, the home is the most important mission on the face of this earth. Without the home, people, the cookie crumbles every which way. The church, the communities, everything crumbles. So when you come, you will be ministered to in such a way that going back into your home will be an investment. So one of the things I would like to say is, men, I respect your authority in the homes for your families. And one of the things the Lord laid on my heart was to, 
to ask you to be a part of making it possible for women to come? Do you want your women to shine, to be radiant? Most men would say yes. If you would, if you have little ones to do the dishes, to, to help the women get out the door, encourage them, I really believe that you'll be blessed, men, by what the Lord does in your wives' lives. This is for women married and single. It's for all stages of life. This isn't just about marriage. This is about womanhood and what God's called us to. So anyhow, um, mark your calendars for September 17th. It'll be the launch that we have, the Shine Ministry launch. It'll be a celebration. You'll learn more about what Shine is, fellowship, enjoy snacks. And I think it's going to be a really exciting time, and I look forward to seeing you there. So we'll be out there in the back. If you have any questions, if you want to sign up, we have some sign-ups. If you want to just RSVP and let us know for the launch, if you want to go ahead and sign up for the Bible study, come join us. And next, who's next? Me. Okay. (laughs) This is a wonderful man. His name is Steve Holt. (laughs) So we have Next Gen Junior. Next Gen, Flagship, Telios, and Shine. The main way, though, that we disciple at the road is through discipleship groups. If you're new to the road, we call them D-groups. But because of time, and because I wanted to introduce so much new stuff to us here tonight, I'll cover D-groups and C-groups in the weeks to come. We're not going to start the C-groups, which are community groups, Um, or D groups, which are discipleship groups of between, say, one in four men, one in four women meeting until after the Whole Heart Advance and the beginning of Shine. Because Whole Heart Advance for men really is the launch of D groups in many ways. So relationships over those three days are going to be deeply met in a unique way. And I envision, and our passion is that through the Whole Heart Advance, many of you will come out already connected with some guys and you'll be a part of a D group. And then our vision, Christine and I's vision for Shine, is that by coming to the launch and then the every Thursday study of the book of Titus, those relationships through the tables you're a part of will also develop into D groups. So... Right now, the launch involves the the programs that are occurring, but then in the coming months, you'll hear more about C groups and D groups. You've been listening to The Road with Pastor Teacher Steve Holt. We pray that you've been blessed by the message today. Our hope is to make wholehearted disciples of Jesus Christ, and that's why we teach the Word of God verse by verse, scripture by scripture, and precept upon precept. We're excited about all the things God is doing in the lives of our faithful listeners. We understand that there are many trials and tribulations in this world, and we'd love to be able to pray for you as you encounter difficult times. Please drop us a note and let us know how we can pray for you. Write us at The Road, P.O. Box 88485, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80908. If you've been blessed by this message, please let us know as well. Again, the address is The Road, P.O. Box 88485, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80908. 
If you're in the area, please stop on by and join us at the road for our Saturday night service at 6 p.m. We meet at Chapel Hills Church, located at 2025 Parliament Drive, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80920. In addition, you can find out more about The Road by going to our website at theroadcs.org. That's theroadcs.org. Make sure you follow us on Facebook as well. That's facebook.com slash theroadcs. If you tweet, you can join the conversation with us at Road Companions. As always, we covet your prayers. Thanks again for tuning in today. And be sure to catch us again next time for another edition of The Road with Pastor Teacher Steve Holt.